This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I am loved. I am loved. And I'm going to say this, you are loved today, amen. Even though you, some of you might be single, and, um, but you are loved even if you're single, amen. amen. And some of you are married, and you may not feel love in the marriage, but you are still love. Amen? And um, so, uh, and God is so good. <laughs> it's going to be one of those services today. Amen? I want to welcome all home folk today. Amen? I want to welcome those that are watching online today. So glad you can join us. And uh, we're going to be talking about love um, today, and we're going to be going into a series of, you know, I, I try to do a series every year of the Fruit of the Spirit. So we're going to do a Fruit of the Spirit series. And God always brings something new out of these series. But, um, you know, the key to our, our walk in, in God or in Christ is to walk in love. Amen. And, uh, you know, this is, we're in a new covenant of love. Amen. So Christianity really is about love. Amen. It's, it's about love. And, and you know, uh, uh, so, so today I'm going to talk to you about love, and, and, and last week we talked about, you know, that the power of healing is love. So if we learn to walk in love, and when you walk in love and you understand how much God really loves you, and you get a revelation of God's love for you, it doesn't matter what you're going through, as long as you're rooted and grounded in God's love, you're going to be secure no matter what is coming down your road, amen, whatever you're encountering, whatever the situation you might be encountering, uh, financial deficit, um, uh, maybe a, a bad doctor's report, um, maybe, maybe somebody hurting you, amen, um, or, or, or um, you know, leaving you or, you know, friendship broken up. Um, as long as you're rooted and grounded in God's love, um, you're going to make it. Amen. Say, I'm going to make it. And so we got to get rooted and grounded in God's love, understanding that God loves us, the Bible says, with an everlasting love. Amen. And that's pretty awesome. So we get a, get a revelation of that. And you got to get a revelation that God didn't, he didn't create you just for you to um, be his errand boy or his errand girl. You know, a lot of people say, well, God, well, I'm here just to serve God. That's, no, no, he created us for fellowship. You know, yes, we are his servants and he has things for us to do. But, you know, God really, he's more interested in a relationship with us, a fellowship with us than a work relationship. In other words, you know, worship always comes before work. Can I say it again? Worship, all, our relationship should always come before work. And sometimes we get it flip-flop. We, we get our identity out of our work and uh, we get our identity of what we do for God uh, instead of uh, getting our identity of who we are in God and what God, what is God to us. Amen. So, so what is love? Amen. Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> don't hurt me no more. Right. And, and you have you have all these songs, these secular songs on love. Uh, some of you married couples probably have a love song. Does any of you married couples have a love song? Okay, we got some hands raised, amen. And it's that love song that really brings you together. I think John and Virginia's love song is, um, what is it? Um, it's Stevie Wonder, right? 
what's, what's it? A ribbon in the sky. A ribbon in the sky from our love. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I got that right. <laughs> Anybody ever heard of Stevie Wonder? And he wrote a ribbon in the sky for our love, which is a beautiful song. Um, and um, so, you know, and, and these love songs should bring us together. We should have, we should have a love song or we should have um, uh, the love song that we have for God is the worship songs, our favorite worship songs that we should always go to when we're in a place where we don't feel close to God or we, we're in a place where we're confused or we're in what I call the uh, desert of life. And we sh- there, there should be a, a, a worship song and, and we should continually be finding these worships. Anybody have a worship song in here that, that just makes you feel close to God? Yes. And if you don't, you need to start finding them. Sometimes... Uh, uh, you know, I, I like to refresh my worship songs and I will start listening and going to YouTube and just trying to find new music. And sometimes I'll find a worship song that would just, you know, because sometimes the old worship songs, uh, uh, they're good, but, but sometimes God may want, he wants maybe to give you a fresh worship song. Amen. And so the old ones are good, but there's always new ones. So God wants all, us to always have our love refreshed with him. Amen. And so he wants us, our love to continue to grow um, and, and to continue to grow in something beautiful. So uh, you are, you know, believe it or not, you are the object of God's love. You got to believe that. In other words, God's cr- greatest creation. Look at your neighbor and say you. <laughs> you are God's greatest creation. Think about this, that, that God created everything, but, but they say, really, God created everything for mankind. In other words, he created this world to sustain the world for man. He created the Garden of Eden for, for, to put man into it, man, Adam and Eve. He, he created everything for us. Is that beautiful? Because, because we are the object of God's love. I mean, we are his greatest creation. And what's so awesome about this is that we're greater than angels. And angels are pretty awesome. I mean, think about, you know, these archangels and all, you know, Michael and and Gabriel and you have all these. But we're greater than the angels. We will be judging angels. That's amazing. And, And this is really amazing to me is that God loves us so much, he decided to be like us. In other words, God became man in Jesus. Jesus is God and man combined. 100% God, 100% man, Jesus Christ. So God came down and humbled himself and and became a, a servant, amen? A form of a bond servant, the Bible says. So that's pretty amazing. And this is also amazing. God came down here so he could be like us. But then Jesus went to the cross, was raised from the dead, got a new body and and set it up so we can be like him. Is that pretty interesting? God came down to be like us, like Jesus became a man. Right. But he was God in the flesh. But 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 God's whole idea was us to become like him. Amen. In other words, the Bible says when we see Jesus, we'll be just like him. Yes. Thank you, Lord. 
In other words, we're going to have a body just like Jesus. Glorified bodies. Is that amazing? I mean, that is amazing. That is just, that blows me away. And so, and so that just tells me that we are the object of God's love. And every human being is very important to God. Everybody is so important and precious. That's why the Bible says that, you know, sometimes we look at these wicked people and we think, God, when are you going to judge these people? And judgment is coming. You know, where, where's the justice? Sometimes we'll say, where's the justice? Uh, it's coming. Amen. Amen. But, but God's mercy is greater than his justice. I don't know if you know, uh, you, you don't know, I don't know if you realize how merciful God is. But that's the reason why the Bible says that, you know, he's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. And, and his mercy is his ability to wait for people to wake up and finally come to him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He's like waiting on your relatives. You're like, some of us are kind of, we kind of get selfish in our praying, don't we? And we say, and we're going through issues and we say, Maranatha, you know, <laughs> Lord, come quick, get me out of here. But, but, but if Jesus came, then there, there would be a lot of folks in trouble Amen. that aren't ready for Jesus, right? So we're kind of, we get a little, um, you know, selfish, say, Jesus, come, I want you to come back now, you know. But, but there's all these people here. And so Jesus is, and God is waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. And so he keeps knocking on those doors. You know, Jesus is knocking on the doors of many hearts. And he keeps knocking and knocking and knocking and knocking. And he's waiting for some of our relatives to open that door. So he, why? So he can radically reveal his love to us. Amen. And so we're talking about love today. And uh, last week we talked about where Jesus was talking to his disciples in, in John 13, 34 and 35. And he says to the disciples, a new commandment I give to you is that you loathe, love one another. Not loathe. Yeah. Love one another. Amen. And, uh, you know, it's like I was thinking about making up a bumper sticker because, you know, people that when I'm when I get on the highway, you know, you always hear my my stories on driving all the time. And, you know, I was thinking about getting a bumper sticker that says, Jesus loves you and I'm trying, you know. And, um, <laughs> you know, what I'm talking? Jesus loves you and I'm trying, I'm giving it my best shot. You know, have you ever, have you ever felt that way? You know, Jesus loves you, but I, I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to love you with the love of the Lord, but my Lord Jesus. How many people have flesh in here? Amen. And so how many people are being tested in their flesh constantly? Amen. We, we get tested, don't we? And so, so Jesus says, a new commandment I give you is that you love one another as I have loved you. Also love one another by uh, this, that uh, love you, that you also love one another. By this we know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So, so Jesus is saying that, that the revelation of us being Jesus' disciples is our love for one another. That means you can hate everybody else. No. <laughs> yeah. That means we can just love us and, and, and we don't care about anybody else. No, no. Jesus says even love your enemies. Amen. Right? So Jesus even goes it even further. I mean, Jesus is like totally out of the box. You know, Jesus, Jesus brings it to the spiritual level every time. You know, it's like the Pharisees that were hypocrites. A lot of the Pharisees were hypocrites. 
they said one thing and done another, right? So, so he was dealing with hypocritical Pharisees, and uh, and he and 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 they were and they were you know they weren't being honest. You know, a lot of times they would they would do things that weren't right, and then they would tell you to try to walk right, right? And so and so Jesus uh, was trying to reveal truth to even the Pharisees, and that's why you know Jesus doesn't want us having hypocritical love. So it's a love that, that smiles at your face, but talking behind your back when you walk away. Jesus, that's not the kind of love that, that Jesus wants us to walk in. Amen? Amen. It's more, you know, a, a fake love. And then when we walk away, we're cursing them behind their back. No. We need to be praying for those that despitefully use us. So I'm being very careful because, you know, one of my weaknesses and, you know, I can be kind of critical at times. Hello, I can sometimes be sometimes judgmental every once in a while. Sometimes I can look at things and I evaluate things from my limited perspective. Have you ever done that? And we don't know where people are at. And so I think it's, you know, it's better if you don't have nothing nice to say. What's that old saying? If you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. It's better just not to say anything at all. Amen. So so uh, so we're talking about love today. And so Jesus said that that really a new commandment I give you is love one another as I have loved you. And you got to think about Jesus's love. Jesus's love is all about sacrifice. It's a sacrificial love. Jesus didn't he didn't come to be served, but to serve and give himself a ransom for mankind. So Jesus came to give a uh, to give love in a way where it wasn't selfish, it was selfless. So Jesus was teaching a selfless love. Amen. And so, and that's difficult with us because we're always having to deal with the, 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 the selfishness that we tend to deal with all the time in our life. It's that disease called selfishness. Or being self-focused. Or it's all about me. Or I, I, I don't see how I'm going to get anything out of it. Uh, you know, uh, uh, and we all can fall in that area. Amen. Uh, uh, and we got to be very careful. I, I was listening to a, uh, a minister and uh, he had this um, church uh, in a bad part of town. And, um, and so he would minister and, and, uh, and he would have like a... Uh, he would give out food every day. He would serve food to the poor. And uh, this one guy that lived under the bridge would come and eat. And then he would try to get these people saved and get them into his school, get them to join the church. And this guy just kept coming in and eating and he kept trying to minister to them. And the guy was just like, he was just there for the food. You know what I'm saying? And this minister got really angry. He said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything I can. And this guy is, he's, and he starts praying to the Lord, Lord, this guy's using me. I mean, he's using our resources and, 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 and it could go to somebody else that's going to receive you and join the church. You know, us pastors every, wants everybody to join the church. And, um, and, uh, and the Lord says, um, you know, sometimes, you know, you, we, we, we got to be a bridge to God. And sometimes being a bridge, you got to allow some people to walk over you. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Sometimes being a bridge, you might have to allow somebody to walk over you to get to God. 
Are you hear what I'm saying? And his and his his whole attitude changed with this guy. And finally, the guy did join the church, ended up becoming a Christian, and and you know being very uh, bearing good fruit in the church. But sometimes we have to be a bridge to, to, for people to walk over to get to God. In other words, sometimes we might have to be taken advantage of. Amen. And it hurts to be taken advantage of, but for people to get to God. Amen. Wasn't Jesus hurt, bruised, whipped, uh, put to a cross? He became the bridge. Amen. A bridge of pain to get to the, 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 the place of promise for each one of us. Amen. And so, and so the greatest commandment, we know this, is to love your Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Matthew 22, 36 and 37. And love your neighbor as yourself. On these hang the entire law of the prophets. But you're not going to really be able to adequately love God if you don't really understand how much God loves you. So, and if you don't understand the sacrifice that Jesus paid for you. If you don't get that, you know what Jesus did to lay down his life and to be separated. You know, Jesus, I really believe this, was separated from the Father at the cross. I believe that he was separated, that the Father allowed a disconnection. The Trinity was separated. Never happened before. This was something that Jesus was battling in the Garden of Gethsemane. This was something, he wasn't battling the, the pain. He wasn't battling that, the, the, the physical suffering, which is enough. But it's that mental anguish. It's that, it's that place where you feel totally lost and that, that you have no God connection. And sometimes when we go through a trial or a tribulation, the enemy will want to tell you that, that that's it. You, you, you made the, the last mistake. God's not with you anymore. Have you ever been in that place? <laughs> I've been there. I've been in a place where I just felt like, God, are you still with me? And the enemy's trying to whisper in your ear, God has left you. You're done. You're out for the count. And I've been there, but thank God, God never left me. Amen. 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 Thank God that God stuck with me. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank God that God, one of the greatest aspects of God's character, number one, and of his love, is mercy. I, I, I think mercy is probably the number one aspect of God's love. Number two is his faithfulness. Now, you, it, it, it could be, it, you could probably transfer, it could be faithfulness and then, then mercy, but they're both, they, maybe they're even. Faithfulness is awesome because God is faithful. In other words, God doesn't give up. In other words, God's a fighter. God doesn't give up on you. God does not give up on you. Because he's going to keep working and working and working. And I think about this, and I'm going off script today, but I'm thinking about how um, this one prophet was called to, to marry a prostitute. And um, uh, who was that prophet? Hosea, thank you very much. And remember that uh, the, the, uh, the prostitute was um, Gomer. <laughs> I think with a name like Gomer. <laughs> but uh, I think about Gomer Pyle, you know. And uh, Gomer. But, uh, you know, she was probably, you know, she, she was a, a, a lady that he had children with. But she, she was not, she was very unfaithful. To Hosea and, and she would and she would go off and she would find other lovers and all this and she was very unfaithful, but but God ha, uh, had Hosea marry Gomer, and actually she got into a place where she was 
uh, you know, she was in slavery and sex slavery. And, and so uh, he came after her and bought her back. Amen. Is that amazing? And so it, it shows you how much God loves us. He, he, he's, you know, some say he's married to the backslider. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And, you know, that's awesome. Because, you know, he's going to do everything he can to get you back in a relationship with him. Now, he may, you know, allow some, some uh, trials and tribulations to hit your life. The, the, he may allow you so you can wake up. It, it, it may, some things may not be working. So you can check up. So you won't crack up. So he may allow some things because, you know, because, you know, his divine protection is over you when you're in love. But then he has divine, you know, discipline. And so God will allow discipline to be in our life. And a lot of it that happens through circumstances. Amen. And, and sometimes these circumstances, if we allow them, you know, the Bible says it's a fool that disregards correction. That's what the Bible says. It's a fool that disregards correction. But a wise man receives correction and moves forward. I want to move forward. How many people want to move forward in this place today? I mean, I just want to move forward in my walk with God. I want to move forward in my love walk with the Father God and with others. I want to keep loving people. I want to be known as a lover. I'm a lover and a fighter. Some of you say, I'm a lover not a fight. I'm, you should be a lover and a fighter. You should fight to stay walking in love. Remember last week I said that if you're going to walk in the love of God, you've got to protect the peace. And, uh, the peace, in other words, you've got to maintain, you've got to be a peacemaker wherever you go. I failed that test the other day. <laughs> I wasn't a peacemaker. I, I, went, I, had, uh, I got my, my car filled up at the gas station. And so, and, and, I, and I had to go to the bathroom. So, and I see that sign that says, uh, no restrooms. But I said, I'm going to see if I can override this. Because I got to go to the bathroom. So I go in, and, and I said, to, I said um, very sweetly. And I, and I forgot the, you know, I, I knew one person that said, it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. And ask forgiveness. And, in other words, just go ahead and just go to the bathroom and say, I'm sorry, I used your restroom. And so, but I decided to ask permission instead of forgiveness. And they said, no, no, you can't use the bathroom. And then I, and then I just said, why not? <laughs> why not? She said, because, it, because it's the COVID. I said, I said they're not going to catch it in the bathroom. <laughs> and I almost got arguing. And then the, the other, her daughter came out and said, we're closing, we're closing. And they're trying to throw us out. Of course, I'm wearing a mask and a ski cap and... They think I'm going to rob them or something. And, uh, and so I'm like, you know, and they, they don't know who I am because I got the mask on. I got the ski cap, right? You know what I'm talking about? I don't have the sticker on my car. So, you know, the, the <laughs> Sea Life Church. So, are you, so and then and it, it, they got a little fearful. And, and, uh, and I walked down and I'm like, <clears throat> and, uh, and, and, and the Lord said, you didn't promote any peace there, did you? You sure didn't promote any peace there, did you? You're, you're supposed to be spreading love, right? I said, okay. But I, for some reason, my flesh felt good about it. I don't know why. I just felt good about giving them a little turmoil. Why is that? Why does the flesh kind of enjoy that every once in a while? You know, anybody practical jokers in here? 
do you just like to play a practical joke on people just to needle them a little bit? Is there anybody like that in here? Yeah, I got some heads shaking, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just like to needle people. Why? Because it's fun. It's, it's fun until, until it's done on you, right? It's fun. So we got to be, we got to be, what, we got to be peacemakers. Look at your neighbor and say, be a peacemaker. Amen. So, so we, we're, I'm talking about love today, if I can get through this. And I'm going to say this, you do have the ability to love like God. And you can say, what, pastor? Are you serious? Like God, you have the ability to love like God. Amen. And I'm going to give you a scripture on this. On Romans 5, 5, it says, now hope does not disappoint. Okay, Romans 5, 5. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So when you get saved, when you receive Jesus you receive Jesus' love. In other words, you have the capacity to walk in the same kind of love, hello, as Jesus. And you may say, I beg to differ there, Pastor. <laughs> I mean, that's Jesus. I mean, he understood the love of God. I mean, he had this tight relationship with the Father. I mean, he knew, he understood the love of the Father. I'm just trying to get to understand the love of the Father. And... Um, and so it's no way. No, no, you can love like Jesus. And I, can I give you a case in point? Remember Stephen, the first martyr of the church? And Stephen was preaching to the Pharisees. And finally he was summing up, you know, he wasn't trying to win a popularity contest with his preaching, right? So he said at the end, you know, he said to the Pharisees, you stiff-necked people, always resisting the Holy Spirit. He said that. You stiff-necked people, always resisting the Holy Spirit. That, that's, that, can I kind of segue off that? That means, you know, we have free will and we can resist the Holy Spirit. You can work with the Holy Spirit, but you can also resist the Holy Spirit, His leading in your life. You can resist Him drawing you. You can, you can shut Him down. You can shut the Holy Spirit down if you want to. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So they're always resisting the Holy Spirit, he says. And then when he said that, they, got, they started gritting their teeth, the Bible says, the Pharisees, the Sadducees. And they took up stones and they started hurling them at, at Stephen. And they, and they were stoning him. Of course, Paul was there. The Apostle Paul was holding everybody's coat. Let me be the coat holder. Yeah. <laughs> you guys stoned this guy because he deserves to die. Yeah. Right? So Paul's there, the Apostle Paul, but he was Saul of Tarsus, a really mean guy, holding the coats and was complicit in the stoning of Stephen. But this was amazing because Stephen was there, and I'm talking about love like Jesus loves. Uh, Stephen was there and he said, Father, forgive them for, and do not hold this sin against them. Stephen prayed for those. Now, he was just a guy serving God, Right. But he did the same thing Jesus did when Jesus was on the cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Right? And so Stephen was able to do the same thing. And this was amazing. When Stephen did this, the Bible says that, that he beheld Jesus in heaven. He actually, God allowed him to see into heaven. And Jesus was sitting on the throne. But when Jesus saw what uh, Stephen was doing as preaching and, 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 and really uh, about the uh, righteousness of God... 
Uh, it, it, the Bible actually said that, that Jesus stood up. said, my Lord, look at, that's my son down there. That's my son. That's, that's, that's one of my sons down there. That's why I went to the cross. It's for people like that. That's willing to go to the nth degree to minister the truth regardless of who's going to stone you. You know, you know we got to be bold in this day, willing to stand up for truth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Even though there's going to be some people that's going to stone us over it. We got to be when we can't be the silent church anymore. We got to be a church that's going to speak out truth regardless of how it's going to look. Jesus is the only way. You know, uh, Buddha's not the way. Uh, Muhammad's not the way. Amen. Amen. Jesus is the only way. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And we got to believe that. You got to stake your entire life and your faith on Jesus. There's no other way. And we got to be telling people this that Jesus loves you. And if you don't receive Jesus, then there's hell to pay. But Jesus already paid that hell on the cross, He already paid the price. So there's going to be heaven to gain if you receive Christ. And the problem is that, that sometimes this earth, even though we're in a corrupt world system, still can be pretty good. You know, you know living here can still be pretty good. You know, and, and so living here, you know, if you, got, if you got your health and you got a little bit of money, you can feel pretty good here. And you can think that this is it, but this is just pale compared to heaven. This is just, we're just sojourners walking through to get our crown of life. So, so let me talk to you about four kinds of love here. Because we're, I'm talking to you about love today. And, and, and the first kind of love is, is called eros. And this is the romantic love. And this is the, the love at first bite. I mean, the love at first sight. If you're t- Excuse me. <laughs> the love at first sight. And... and uh, <laughs> that was a little slippage. Um, but uh, but that's, that's if you love food. I love it first. Okay. And, um, and to love it first. Like, so Eros is the romantic. It's that, whoosh, they're hot. Remember when you first met your spouse? Oh, they were so hot. Whoo, they're hot. Is that right? Maybe not. <laughs> Some of you, been, you guys have been together so long you forgot what it was like. What was it like when we used to date? I mean, my God. No, you guys were like hot to trot for each other. Right? Hot to trot. Is that, am I dating myself? Does anybody know what that means? Hot to trot, right? You guys were into each other, right? I mean, it was like, wow, you know, you were into each other. You're like, you like barbecue potato chips too. I do too. Really? Yeah, we're so much alike. Right? You like McDonald's too. The chicken McDonald's, yes, I do, you do too. Wow, we're so much alike. You're right, you try to find little of these things that, you know, make you, you know, connect. Right? Right? Is that right? And, and, and so, but my wife and I, we're, you know, opposites attract. She loves Chinese food and I don't know, we'll continue, but... Uh, arrows. So, so we get this romantic love, and that's something that you know. That's something that can come and go. Amen. Then you got stor, uh, st- uh, storge, storge, or storge, 
And storge um, love is, is like a family love. It's a love that you have for your family. And so it's a love that sort of is a built-in love because you grew up in your family and you just got to love them. You, you might be saying, I don't love my family. <laughs> but uh, but uh, it's a love that's built in. It's a, uh, I, I believe it's a love, a family love should be a love where you protect your family. Amen. Where, you're, where you uh, speak good of your family. Amen. Where, where you're faithful to your family. Yeah, amen. amen. Where you want to, you know, uh, please your family. Mm-hmm. Amen. You're, you're there to, uh, to, to be a blessing to your family. Let's put it that way. You don't please them if they're doing something that's not right, but... But, but, but it's, that, it's that family love. Families stick together. You ever heard that, that uh, saying, blood is thicker than water? I almost forgot the saying. Blood is thicker than water, amen? And so, and so you, we, we stick together. You, you know, I might be able to talk about my kids, but you don't talk about my kids. <laughs> that's, what they, that's the old saying. You don't talk about my family. You know, I'm protecting my family. I can talk about them. But you can't talk about them, Right. And so, really, you want to be speaking good over your family and not negative. Amen? And so, and then there's another love called, called uh, uh, phileo love or phileo. And, and that's a friendship where we develop, hopefully in the church and even friendships that you have, that, that you just love the people, that, that you're willing to do whatever you, you, you lay down your life for these people. You're, you're, it's the love that, that David had with Jonathan. They were, they were blood brothers. They were, they were together, amen? They were tight. And, and, and so it's these relationship love that hopefully that's the glue that holds us together in church. Is that when you come in, that you start developing relationships through our different, uh, you know, outreaches, you know, men's breakfasts and the ladies' luncheons or the, or the ladies' deals and, and everything that we do, that you're developing relationships and that's the glue to hold us together. Why? Because we need to be standing with each other. We're, we're better together. Amen. You know, we're, we're, we're stronger in numbers. Right. Amen. Amen. So when we're together, we're stronger. And then when one's weak, another person can lift the, the other person up. Amen. But today I want to talk to you about, and I'm trying to get this down, is, is agape love. Some say sloppy agape, you know. But agape love. Amen. And, and that's the God kind of love. Now that's the love that we can walk in. You can walk in this love. Amen. Mainly, if you can learn just to be quiet, you're going to have it 99%. <laughs> it's, it's our words and our thoughts that we got to make sure that we're controlling. Amen. In our love walk, we got to make sure that we're not thinking evil towards people. Amen. It, it's our thinking. It's how we think. It's our thoughts. Are we thinking evil? Love thinks no evil, the Bible says. Even if they're doing nasty things, we think no evil. We pray for people. Why? Because if it, you know, even the sinners, you know, we're no different than the sinners. The only thing that makes us different is Jesus. And if it wasn't for Jesus, when we would be in that boat. Amen. But we're not in the boat of darkness. We're in the boat of light. And because we're in the boat of light, we can walk in love. And we, we don't, we don't walk according to the way the world walks. Amen. So, so, so in first Corinthians 13, it says here. Uh, that's the reason why, you know, you can have faith. I'm going to say this. You can have faith. You can do some things with faith. Yes. There's different religions that have faith. They believe. 
You know, there's some people believe if they kill the infidels, they'll make it to heaven. If they get martyred in killing an infidel, if they blow themselves up, they get into heaven. But that's not based on love. That's not God's kind of love. That's lust. So when you're trying to do something out of lust or what you're, you're willing to step on somebody to get to something, then that's not love. That's lust. And God's not a God of lust. God's the God of love. And so, and so, so they're serving the wrong God if they got to kill somebody to get into heaven. No, no, we lay down our lives to get to heaven. We don't kill people to get to heaven. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It, that's a perverted love called lust. And so that's not us. So in 1 Corinthians 13, Paul got this revelation of, of the agape love. And he says, if I speak with the tongues of men of an angels, but do not have love, I become a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. So He's saying here, now, now he's going into some giftings of the Holy Spirit because he, he just spoke about uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit in chapter 12. And he was talking about that God will give you gifts. And God will give you spiritual gifts. And these spiritual gifts are, you, are, are designed to build the body of Christ up and to bring people into the kingdom of God. So spiritual gifts. And so he talks about these Nine spiritual gifts that God can give you. Amen? And that could be, you know, speaking in tongues and, and, and interpretation of tongues and prophecy and, and the gift of faith and working of miracles. These type of gifts that God can give you. Amen? But I'm going to be talking to you for the next, you know, nine weeks on building the fruit of the Spirit. And if you have the fruit of the Spirit, you'll be able to maintain the gifts. But if you're just operating on gifts, it could be just a pride thing for you. And so what he's saying here is, now he's coming here, he said, listen, you, you can get, you know, a gift is given to us, but fruit has to be developed. And so God can give you, that's why you can have people that can prophesy and be as carnal as an unbeliever. And you're like, well, how, how do they have this gift? Because, because God can give, bless you with a gift. And that gift is not, the, not to bless you, to make you look all spiritual. It's to bless somebody else. Amen. Right? So God gives us a gift not for us to look, man, I got a gift. Yeah, man, I can prophesy. Yeah, yeah but if you're all pride and, you know, oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And you're all pumped up and on your own, you know, accolades, you're a legend in your own mind. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and so, so he says, if you speak with tongues of men of angels, but do not have love, that means if you've got the ability to that, you're just a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. Yes, so in other words, it, it, it's, it, to, when people perceive you, if, you don't, if you're not walking in love, that gift, that shiny gift does not become shiny. It, it, it starts to become rusty. It looks rusty. Amen. And then he says, if I have the gift of prophecy and all, know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. So he's saying that you can have some faith to do some things. Right? You can do something. You can move mountains with your faith. But, but and even though you do these things, if love is not the motivational factor behind your faith, amen, if love is not motivating you, then those things can be empty. In other words, you can do some things, but if God hadn't called you to do those things and you're just doing it for yourself, then that's called vanity. 
That's, it's all in vain because you're doing it. Right? But pastor, the Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means I can do whatever I want. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, God, you know, that, that verse, I can do all things. Sometimes people take that verse as, that means I, carte blanche, I can do whatever I want. You can't do whatever you want. You can only do what God calls you to do. You can do whatever you want because you have free will, but God's grace may not be on it. And when you get to heaven, all those works might be burned up and you may not receive any rewards. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And you're like, well, I did all this for you. No, you did it for yourself, son. But you barely get in. Your, 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 your coat was on fire, but you barely got in. Do you know what I'm saying? Why? Because you did it for yourself. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? See, I'm trying to preach truth today. I can do all things through Christ's strength. I can go to Vegas and win some money for God. No, no, you know. No. I can't do all things. I can do anything I want. No, no, no. What Paul was saying, if you study that out, uh, he was saying that, that if you're going through trials and tribulations, if you look at it in context, you could really say what he was saying is, I can endure all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's really what it's saying. I like what it says, I can do all things. Yes, you can, as long as God's with you in those things. Pastor, you're bringing it down now. I mean, I thought I could use that to do anything. I no, you can't. You can, but you may not receive too many rewards. And it may all be vanity. And so we see this, and he says, if I give all my possessions. Now, this is where he goes. If I give all my possessions to feed the poor, if I surrender my body to be burned, but I do not have love, it profits not. So he's saying here, you can give all your stuff away. All right? You can be burned at the stake. But if it's not in love, then it's going to count for nothing in heaven. You're like, what? I gave everything away. Yeah, but why'd you do it? Did you do it so you can, so you can look like a martyr and have your name displayed somewhere? You know, I mean, why did you do it? What was the reason behind it? Are we motivated by love? Look at your neighbor and ask, ask them, are you motivated by love? Amen. We got to be motivated by love. In other words, love should be the motivator, motivational factor behind all that we do. Amen. You know, gosh, I got to get this story out. And I'm going to close this down because, man, I haven't even come close to finishing. I remember I was in, in Bible school. Gosh. And uh, man, I got to get this through. And uh, I was in Bible school. And, you know, and I'm, I'm learning about faith because I went to a faith school. And, and uh, Rama, and they teach about faith. And... Uh, and that's where I believe I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm going to set up my own ministry. And that's when God said, no, you're not. You're going back to Virginia Beach. What? You know, you're going to go help the pastor. What? I thought I was going to have my own ministry here and do my own thing and have nobody over me. No, no, son. You got, you got a lot way, long way to go. You know, you got a lot of immaturity about you. You got to get under a pastor. You got to get submitted, committed. Because, you know, I got some things for you, but you, you need to get some humility in your life. Oh, really, God? I need humility? Yeah, you need some, you need some humility. Okay, you know, I, I sure was bucking it, right? But, uh, but I was at, at Ramah, and I remember the fir first year. And uh, actually, it was, was it the first year? I think it was 
it was the second year. And um, uh, I think it was the second year. And, and so my roommate, yes, it was. Because that first year I stayed at Rayma. I didn't go home for, for, for Christmas break uh, to visit my parents and, and my family members here. And so it was second year. And um, somebody, my roommate asked me, uh, do you want to go? What, what, are you going to go back home for Christmas? I said, no. I said, no, it's going to be too much of a sacrifice. It's going to cost money. I'm in retail. It's going to be just too much to navigate. I'm just going to stay here. And, um, and so I'm sitting in Bible school and, and I'm listening to the, to the guy, you know, minister, you know, a Bible text and wasn't even on love. And, um, and I'm listening and the Holy Spirit starts talking to me while the instructor's talking. Have you ever had that happen? And the Holy Spirit says, why don't you want to go back home? And I'm like, I get this thought. Why don't you want to go back home? I'm like, where's this thought coming from? You know, and because the Holy Spirit will ask you questions. A lot of times the Holy Spirit won't tell you something. He will ask you a question, right? Why do you want to do this? Or why don't you want to do this? So the Holy Spirit says, why don't you want? I said, because, you know, basically it boiled down to, I don't see what's in it for me. That was basically it. If you want to be honest, I don't see it's too much sacrifice. What's in it for moi? That's French for me, right? What's in it for me? You know, because we can get it like that. And it's just going to be as a, and, the, and then the Lord said, you know, and I said, and plus, I don't see how I'm going to be blessed by going out there. And then the, and then the Lord said, now, I, I may, you know, it's quick. You're thinking, you know, your heart is being revealed, right? And, and then the Lord said, well, you don't go out there to get blessed. You go out there to be a blessing. I said, what? Back that truck up again? <laughs> He said, you don't go, like some of us, I got to go to church because, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to church so I can get a blessing. Now, why don't you go to church to be a blessing? Oh, what? That's a whole different concept here. What, what, you mean if I show up at church, I could actually bless somebody? Yeah, you could actually be in at church. Your presence could bless somebody. You just showing up just shows you you're still in the fight. That shows you're still coming to church. That shows, you know, it, it may just encourage somebody. Amen. And so we kind of get it flip-flop. We go for the blessing when we need to go to be the blessing. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying? And so the Lord said, you don't go to get blessed. You go to be a blessing. I said, oh, well, okay. I didn't think about it that way. That's a good concept. I go to be a blessing and not to be blessed. And that's selflessness, right? And so I said, okay. And I said, to the Lord, I got to close this down. I said, okay, you know what? I think this is your idea, Lord. And I said, but I'm not 100% sure this is you talking to me. It could be the devil. So uh, I said, if this is you, Lord, if this really is you, I'm going to test this. Because, you know, the devil will speak to you too. He can, he can speak too. And so, and God doesn't operate a lot through giving you something, a suggestion or whatever. God operates through an inward witness. So don't rely on that because you got to always test that. I said, okay, if that is you, Lord, I need money to get there because I'm going to have to fly. And if that's you, give me, get some money to me somehow. And all of a sudden in the check, a couple days later, I get this rebate check from my insurance company. I said, oh, Jesus. Are you listening? I get this rebate, like hundreds of dollars. I'm thinking, oh my Lord. Jesus, maybe that is God. And I said, well, okay. I said, that's it. That's all I needed was a confirmation. 
I said, that's it. I said, God, this is your idea. So this is what I'm going to do. Now, and then God said, then the Spirit of the Lord said, and you like to surprise people. I said, yeah, I like surprising people. He said, why don't you surprise your mom and dad at Christmas time? Don't tell them anything. And I, and now, the Lord didn't say it to me, but, I, but this, these thoughts came to me about surprising. And I said, yeah, that would be the coolest thing. And I got excited about sacrifice. I got excited about, about giving, you know, my life away in a sense by going out there, spending money that I didn't have to spend. Try, and then I, I, I was working retail, selling jewelry, and I knew that, you know, this is the busiest time of the year, and I'm going to ask my manager if I can take a week off. Think about this, you know, Christmas week, and this is a busy time of the year. And I said, and I thought to myself, if I get fired, it doesn't matter. Because I know God's in this and God will give me another job. And I'm just going to ask and I'm going to go eat anyway. Regardless of what my manager says. You can, you, she said you can't go. I said, well, I'm sorry. I'm putting my resignation in. I'm going. That's how set I was. See, you got to get so set when you know that God is talking to you. And you got to get so. And when I asked her, I said, you know, I, I got to take a week off. And this is like, I'm talking, you normally have to set this stuff up months in advance to get time off. When you're in retail, right? And I asked her and she said, sure, we'll give you the week off. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, you got the week off. I said, this got to be God. I didn't get fired over this. And I remember I called John up. My brother, I said, I'm coming in in, in uh, you know, stealth mode. And I'm coming in. I, I need you to pick me up. Don't tell anybody, right? And so I remember flying on that plane and it was like nobody was there. I got up early Christmas morning. I'm talking about six o'clock in the morning. And uh, and I maybe it was five. And I got and I got there. I think maybe eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning. John picked me up, and I came over to the house. And uh, and of course the whole family comes to the house for Christmas. And and my uh, my dad opened the door. I open. I knock on the door, and my dad opens the door. I said, "Merry Christmas, Dad." He just kind of looked at me like, "What are you doing here?" You know. And then, I, and then I walked over and, uh, uh, to the kitchen, and the ki- my, my mom has a big kitchen, and my mom was cooking. She was at the stove, and she turned around, and, she, and, I, and I looked at her, and I said, Merry Christmas, Mom. And that was the first time I ever saw her cry at Christmas. She just, and cried. And I'm like, I could have missed that. I could have missed that. In other words, I could have missed, you know, and, and, and that was my, probably my best Christmas that I've ever spent because that next day my brothers took me out shooting skeet. Never shot skeet before. You know, it was, it was a wonderful weekend. Uh, the pastor uh, uh, allowed me to minister and, and I received a love offering. Got more Monday to help me with my plane ticket. Amen. And uh, God blessed me, you know, and, and paid my trip and, and blessed my family. And this all was done out of me... You know, getting the revelation that I don't go to get blessed. I go to be a blessing. Now, this is what I want to say to you today is, are you, uh, what is your mindset in love? Is your mindset in in your love walk with God? God, what are you going to give me today? What are you going to do for me today? What what is the blessing you're going to drop down on me today? Or is is your mindset, Lord, what can I do for you today? Well, how can I be a blessing for you today? How can I bless? Man, this is, is this going over like a lead balloon? Amen. That's the way our, 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 our mindset needs to be. Lord, how can I be a blessing? 
How can I do something for somebody? What can I do to, 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 to bring somebody closer into the kingdom of God? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And when we get out of this, uh, uh, this, this mentality uh, of consumer Christianity. Oh, man, I'm preaching today. And, we're, and, we're in, and a lot of the church is all consumer Christianity. You know, there's people in the church today. Well, if the pastor doesn't preach a good one, I'm out, you know, because it's all about me. It's my comfort. If the air condition is not just right, if the lighting's not just right, if the music's not just right. Hey, listen, all that, you know, that's side issues. Is your heart right? Ooh, is your heart right when you come in? Are you looking at everything that's wrong in the church or are you looking at everything that is right? Is your heart to come to serve and be a blessing or is your heart for you to be served? Oh, yeah. And when we change it and we and we flip the script, you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, we're going to be happier Christians because we're going to be we're going to be going somewhere to happen. We're going to have purpose in our life and in the purposes of of that God brings us into to, to help people. Then we become those people that God's created us to be. We become just like Jesus because Jesus was always looking to bless somebody. Jesus was always looking to, to, to heal somebody, deliver somebody, to give them a financial blessing. Jesus was always looking to do something for somebody. He was looking for opportunities to bring people closer to God. Everywhere Jesus went, he looked for opportunity. That's why he had crowds of people following him. That's why people, there were lots of people that hated Jesus, the Pharisees, but there were people that loved Jesus. They loved this guy. They, they were in love, and, there were, and we know, you know that, that there were a few at the cross, and we know that the enemy tried to you know, assassinate Jesus' character, amen? Well, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how many character assassinators are out there, as long as you're walking in the truth, as long as you're speaking the truth, as long as you're walking in the love of God, I'm telling you, all these naysayers will be like oil that, 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 or water that comes off of uh, of ducks back it's it's not going to affect you as long as you stay rooted and grounded in god's love it doesn't matter what is going down the pike in your life what's happening a bad doctor's report again a a a, 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 a unexpected bill somebody suing you over something amen i'm telling you as long as you maintain your love walk you're gonna make it as long as you stay rooted and grounded in God's love and continue to worship God, stay in an attitude of thankfulness, I'm telling you, that is the key to propelling your love, not only with the Father, but with each other. Just be thankful for one another. Be thankful for your spouse. Be thankful for your children. Be, be thankful for your family. Just start thanking God. Don't, you know, we got to get an attitude of gratitude and of thankfulness. Thank God. You know, maybe your house is too small, but at least you got a house. My house is just way too, but you got one. You know how many people would like to have your house? Well, my job, you know, don't pay me enough. You got a job. Thank God you got one. Yeah, but I could be making more. Yeah, but thank God you got one. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Well, you know, my spouse, you got one. 
There might be, there might be a, somebody that might want yours. Do you know what I'm saying? A cute secretary, you know, or maybe it could be a guy secretary. I don't know. For the ladies, if they're out there in the business world. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? They start, they start complimenting you and, ooh, you're looking good, you know. All right? And they start blowing smoke up your dress or whatever, start pumping up your ego. Amen? And, and so and I'm telling you, we need to start being thankful and, and, and get grateful. And I'm telling you, when we get that way, I'm telling you, the love of God will be so much around us. People will see the love of God on us and we'll be just like Jesus. Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you that you're raising this church up, Father God, to be a love church, an oasis of love. And Father, I know that there's issues in, in every person's life we have issues and we have shortcomings and father i'm asking that you give us the grace to walk with one another and father your word says that unity is the commanded blessing and and father god i i i'm asking you lord that that a spirit of unity and love will not only be in exceed life church uh in the families of exceed life church but will be Father, in the body of Christ, for you said in your word for us to pray that the body of Christ would be in unity and love. And Father, I'm praying that that we will be in love with one another, that we would have brotherly love, that we would have uh, more than that agape love. And Father, I just thank you that that revelation of agape love is being revealed to each one of us, which is a sacrificial love. Father, I thank you for the people here in this audience today. I thank you for those watching online. And, and I, I just want to just convey to you today that God loves you with an everlasting love. And, and he desires to walk with you and talk with you and tell you that, that you are his own. And, and so if that's you today and you haven't even felt the love of God, you've been in a tight place in your life. There's things going on that's not working. Well, this is the day of salvation, the Bible says. Jesus is your way out and he will bring you out of any deficit you may be in. So if that's you today, you're ready to receive Jesus today. I just want you to confess this out of your mouth, believe in your heart and and say it with conviction. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead. For my justification, today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I turn my back on sin, Satan in the world, and I turn fully to you. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, And we all say, Amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 